This is Virginia Dare, and you're listening to V-Dare Radio. What Richard Spencer called the Great Shuttening has begun in earnest. The Twitter account known as Ricky Vaughn, which boasted over 60,000 followers and was ranked by MIT's Laboratory for Social Machines as one of the most influential election influencers in the country, has just been abruptly suspended. Really, as with the suspension of Milo, this should be counted by the FEC as an in-kind donation to the Clinton campaign. Prominent Trump supporters are being banned, and there is nothing equivalent to this happening on the other side. Ignore for the moment the obvious double standards we are all used to. The acceptance and celebration, even by supposed conservatives, of black, Hispanic, Jewish, Asian, Arab, and every other kind of identity politics contrasted with the condemnation of white identity politics. We expect that. But it doesn't take much to find actual violent threats against white people, Trump supporters, or Donald Trump himself. For example, in late February, affirmative action comedian George Lopez, whose entire shtick consists of sneering at white Americans, tweeted out a gruesome image of Mexican drug boss El Chapo holding the severed head of Donald Trump. Leave aside the irony of a Latino comedian trying to combat Trump's comments about illegal alien criminals by rallying behind a drug lord as a heroic figure. Leave aside trying to show that immigrants are a good thing for America by using the kind of imagery adopted by the Islamic State. Lopez was not suspended, and he did not pay a price with any of his big media backers. As Breitbart pointed out, a number of African Americans made direct threats against the life of Donald Trump because they identified him as a kind of tribal leader of white people. These threats remained up until Breitbart drew attention to them. Threats and sexual taunts directed against conservatives are also routine. Interestingly, some mainstream outlets, most notably the Daily Caller, have covered Vaughn's dismissal and a number of Trump-supporting conservatives who can't really be called part of the alt-right have complained about what happened to Vaughn and the obvious double standards on the platform. Twitter continues to face serious financial problems. As this is written, the stock plunged below $20 a share, representing a loss of more than $2 billion from the company's market capitalization. Google, Disney, and Apple, all of whom initially examined purchasing the platform, have reportedly denied any interest. Still, CEO Jack Dorsey, whose tenure at Twitter has been nothing short of a disaster, shows no signs of backing down on his social justice warrior policies. In the past, the corporate leadership of Twitter has characterized its role as something akin to a utility rather than simply as a private company. There could be legal grounds, for forcing the company to comply by the same kinds of First Amendment rules public institutions have to follow. However, many supposed conservatives, especially those conservatives who are deliberately trying to throw the election for Hillary Clinton, are snarking about Vaughn being dismissed, saying Twitter is still a private company and has the right to suspend anyone it wants. That misses the point. For all the babble about the rule of law, the only question which matters in America today is who, whom. 
We're all familiar with the cases of various Christian institutions being forced to serve homosexual weddings, even though they claim it violates their conscience. There's a climate of soft political terror against conservatives, Christians, and whites in general, who know they will pay a terrible price if the wrong person finds out about their opinions. That's precisely why there is such a strong movement to take away anonymity on the Internet, and why organizations such as the Southern Poverty Law Center spend most of their efforts trying to get people fired from their non-political, normal jobs. What's more, we already know on Twitter leftists do not have to obey the supposed rules. Personal insults, death threats, vulgarity, and everything else you can imagine is permitted as long as it is directed against white people or Trump supporters. Anyone who starts babbling about freedom and private enterprise is missing the point. This is about political power. Like all politics, it is identity politics. And the only principle involved is that leftists believe they can no-platform conservatives without suffering any negative consequences. Meanwhile, all too many conservatives are still in the mindset of wanting to be good losers. Today, VDare.com's Twitter account exceeded 19,400 followers, and we hope to have over 20,000 followers soon. This makes us one of the largest accounts on the alt-right. Following us on Twitter, our handle is at VDare, and retweeting and favoriting our posts is one of the easiest things you can do to support our cause. However, we can never trust what tomorrow will bring. So we will have an account on Gab, the new platform which is emerging, as soon as we can. In the long term, especially if Donald Trump does not win the election, I fully expect further crackdowns on conservatives, more persecution, and eventually a frontal assault on the First Amendment itself. America is already no longer a free country. But after this November, if Trump does not win it will cross the Rubicon into open tyranny. I'm Virginia Dare, and we'll talk again soon.